Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Keith Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks. Oh my goodness, I have chocolate in my teeth. See, I don't know if you guys have ever, you got to understand, folks, if you're listening, if you come into the RNC in studios, the first thing you uh, approach, the first thing you have to pass is a giant jar Jar. of chocolate. And it's got everything, and you can't say no to it. You know, where's that line of whenever you go in and people have like those kind of jars out there of you take too many or you, t- you know what I mean? Like, because I could go by and like I could see me stick an old handful in and just put it yeah. in my pocket. But like, is that okay to do? Even though it's out there free? I don't know. I just had two <laughs> Reese's cups and I want about sixteen more. I mean, it's good stuff. So hey, uh, well, second, you're listening to the second shot, of course, and that's because that's what you do, and we're glad that you are. Uh, Chad Prather sitting here with my buddy Heath Oaks, and uh, how you feeling today? I'm feeling great. I'm 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 feeling like. On top of the world, you I get to go good. see my wife and kids tomorrow. Oh, you're going, yeah, you're going Idaho. to Idaho. It's gonna be great. You yeah. know, we got producer Zach and Kristen back. Yay! And oh, then God's just children. for just for all the new people that <laughs> in for the show, that what we do is we try to take headlines and and we we don't talk specifically about the headlines, but we try to get into what we think that can relate to us. Hopefully, relate to you in business, personal, or anything in that nature. Yeah. Um, what you got today? So. I love this this headline. I thought this was interesting. Kind of grabbed me was why LeBron turned down ten million dollars when he was living in the projects. Bron, Bron. I, I don't know about you, but it'd be pretty hard for me to turn down ten million dollars for much of anything right now. What about you? Uh, no, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, you got to have. There's got to be a very big, big reason why he turned it down. So he was 18 years old, and uh, Reebok CEO Reebok flew him in, and during the meeting, the CEO of Reebok wrote ten million dollars on a check, gave it to him. Right and said, we want you to be our, our guy, but to take this $10 million, you can't even talk to any of the other brands. Like, this wow. is $10 million makes your decision now, and go on, and you cannot talk to any other brands. Hmm. He turned it down. LeBron turned it down. Now, thinking about it, put it in that spot. $10 million right then and then, right now, upfront money, done Which for deal. him in that situation was a, I mean, that was. Yeah, that's a ton of yeah. money. It's a lot of money for yeah. anybody. <laughs> he hadn't even got drafted yet. Yeah. Or, I mean, he obviously was going to be, but he could have had... I mean, there's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But he, you know what he thought? He said, if he's willing to give me $10 million right now mm-hmm. to not even talk to anybody else, then, then I may need to hear everybody else out. Well, he said, I was at a loss of words in the beginning. He flew in from Akron to Spring Hill um, where their rent was $17 a month, and now I'm looking at a $10 million check. He ended up signing a deal with Nike for over $90 million, a yeah. little over a decade later. And now he just signed a lifetime deal with a brand that may top $1 billion. Come on. Uh, Preach. But he said, even but uh, <laughs> even today, looking back, James said, I still can't believe I left that $10 million on the table. Well, a smart man. Yeah. A smart man. First of all, he could blow his nose right now, and $10 million would probably fall out <laughs> amongst other things. Um, you know, I so but we know that. But he didn't know that. Then. No, no. I mean, he could have gotten injured the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, could have broke his leg the next day and never played a, another game of basketball. But here's the thing, uh, and I can say this for myself: I have I have had immediate rewards offered to me, never ten million dollars, yeah. but I've had immediate <laughs> rewards offered to me that I have looked at and said, you know, if I can just hang on a little bit longer, this is going to be a lot better. 
and, and it'll be more successful and be more prosperous. Have you had that happen? It, that, that's probably one of my biggest troubles that I always went through because I always, for a while, would always go that shorter route of yeah. it. You know, I'm kind of like the guy, like if I won the lottery of $100 million and yeah. I was offered $100 million spread out over the next 40 years or a $50 million check, I'm taking the $50 million check. I mean, now that's a little bit different than yeah. now because I know it. But what hit me, too, with this, I don't know if y'all like, y'all like Shark Tank? Y'all ever watch Shark Tank? Yeah, you know? sure. Yeah. Love the show. I love Shark Tank. My wife's like, I hate watching it because she goes, it always makes me feel like I'm not doing enough in my life. Like, <laughs> you have these people that are like, whatever, and, and, and doing, you know, mom with three kids and creating, she goes, it always makes me, with my wife, does a tremendous amount of things. Yeah. But what I always hate is when those sharks that'll go, I'm making you an offer, but you got to make your decision now. You can't hear the other sharks out. See, immediately in my head, I go, number one, I don't want to work with you. Right. Number two, if you're willing to do that and saying that, then I know that there's, this is obviously, you all know this is a good deal, mm-hmm. right? And so I've always thought about that, and that's always kind of drove me nuts that whenever you go, but this is it, and this is where you got to take a deal. And I think that a lot of times in life, there's we get hit with those immediate shots of things. And then if we don't take the second to look around, and if somebody's not willing to let you yeah. look around at something, then you know something's off. I, it's always been a check for me in my soul if somebody is too eager to do something. Mm-hmm. If you're too eager to work with me, if you, I, it, my first thought is there's an ulterior motive here. Always. There's something going on because you're so anxious to get me to sign this contract. Yep. There's something that I'm missing and I don't know. I naturally... And that's you perfect. You're hitting spot on right now. I want to trust people, but I don't trust people because, let's face it, uh, you know, the the love of money is truly the root of all evil. Now, the Bible, people say, money's the root of all evil. That's not true. That's not what it says. It's the love of money. And I've found that to be true. People will sell their mother's heart on the black market when she still needs it. Well, but it goes back for to money. even if you're like if you're a business owner, okay, or if you're somebody like you were talking about earlier with somebody dealing with a client, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes in what you're doing, you need to fire clients. Yeah. Sometimes clients that are willing to work with you for whatever it costs or for whatever the deal is, because they're a nightmare to deal with, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I think it, I think we really have that um, any that eagerness in all which way, shape, or form is something that needs to be that trigger that goes off with us that maybe we should think about something that yeah. somebody is willing to give up so much to do anything with you that you know something's off. Well, something. isn't that why most people have a fear of salespeople? Because some salespeople use those, you know, hard-hitting tactics where you have to make a decision now and, you know, that's kind of And that's a bad, that, that's right? called a bad salesperson. Yeah. It is. But that's a bad, that's a bad, that's a salesperson that really can't sell because a really good salesperson hits their whys and does closes on them, they have no idea it's happening. Right. Anytime you feel pushed or eager, I think it's always a good sign to go, I need to step back for a minute. Anytime you feel like you're getting forced or pushed into a situation, yeah. I think you've got to stop back and say, well, I, I need to take a step back. Like, how many times do we get in that where we feel like we're getting pushed yeah. into something too fast and then you know that it's going to be bad and you go ahead and do it and you don't stop yourself? You know, like... Yeah. How many times does that happen? I th- and I think if we could stop ourselves, think for yeah. a minute, we could be signing billion-dollar deals. Well, you can, and that's why I, I've always – we've talked about this in other episodes. Remove the emotion from the situation. Mm-hmm. That's true in your sales tactic. That's true in your buying habits. I believe in a consultative sales approach. I see myself more as a consultant if I'm trying to sell mm-hmm. somebody something. I have people all the time who say, what do we need to do to bring your show to our town, XYZ Theater? We'll sell this thing out. I can look at that and say – 
Yes, we probably can. But is it worth what it's going to do to my soul to go in there and work in this environment with this person? And it just people that try to pressure you. You got to do this. You got to do this. No, no, I, I don't have to do that. Uh, now I will. I will consult with you on what we need to do if you truly want to do this. But you've got to do it x. You know, one, two, three, four, five in this way. And a lot of people are like, no, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Mm, no, that's not how I do business. Well, honestly, and you have it a lot of times. And I think in business and in or personal, you've been in those situations situations where you knew that okay my wife may not be that happy if i'm in this right or my husband may not be that happy like you have those thoughts creep mm-hmm. up right or if you you know you're getting yourself into a weird situation and i think that if we could trigger ourselves to go when those weird things come up it's time to maybe step back back out walk yeah. out the door really think do i need to be here should i keep going forward because we almost always have that little deal nagging at us yeah. to pull us back in but I think that anytime you feel pushed, anytime you feel like somebody's really eager for anything, it's always too good to be yeah. true. When when nobody can ever give you the downsides to anything, yeah. it's bad. And remember this, young people, whenever you're wanting you think you might want to date somebody or marry somebody or get engaged to somebody, <clears throat> if you're feeling emotionally pressured to, to make, take that next step or to do whatever it is, uh, remember all of these things because well, it's the same principle. Just because it's available to you at that moment does not mean it is the right thing. Well, and I don't think that I don't think that um, you need to automatically say you're not going to do it. I had a mentor tell me, he said, Heath, always listen to all opportunities, but it doesn't mean you have to take them all. Right. And so I've always listened to every recruiter who's reached out to me about a job, even though I'm happily where I'm at, and sure. I'm not going to take them at all. But I always listen and look at them as relationships to build in the future and give them the courtesy. And I want to learn what's out there. So I'm curious, but I don't take them all. I've been with the same company for nine years now. Okay, so you you got to listen to all of them, but it doesn't mean you have to act on all of them. Right. And so I think that but what I'm saying is if you ever feel pushed or anything eager, it's not that you they're a bad thing. It's just take a step back. Yep. Look at what you got. Assess the situation before you move on. Assess the situation. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back to the second segment. In the meantime, I'm going to be eating uh, Zach's low sodium nuts. Uh, is actually his blue diamond. <laughs> his blue diamond. Wow. Almond. You got, you know. Whatever takeaway you want to oh, take God. away from that, I don't care. But I'm going to be eating Zach's low sodium nuts because I enjoy them. How okay, does we'll he be keep right them back. low sodium? We will be right back <laughs> with second shot. More of second shot coming up on RNCN. Hey everybody, it's Chad here, and if you know anything about me, you know that I read a lot of books, at least three to four a week, and there's one that I've read several times. It's by my buddy, Heath Oaks. It's called Ignorance on Fire, Failing Your Way to Success. If you want to have your life changed in your business, in your relationships, in the way you look at the world of success, you need to pick up Ignorance on Fire. Go to Amazon.com, buy the book, leave a review. I promise you, you're going to love it. Go get it today. Ignorance on Fire by Heath Oaks, Failing Your Way to Success. Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network. I am uh, having a hard time talking because I do have Zach's nuts in my mouth. I um, <laughs> just going to keep that coming, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm just trying gonna, to see if... That's probably going to roll for the rest of the day. I want to see if Blue Diamond Almonds wants to be a sponsor of Second Shot because I love nuts. 
I'm nuts for nuts. Mm. Yes, you do, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that old slap chop deal? You know where the guy, you know, you know what the yeah, slap chop. Yeah, remember? I'm, I'm young. I'm not old. <laughs> the, slap, the infomercial <laughs> ain't that old. And the guy, whatever his name was, he's so hyper and he's he's chopping up at fruit and he's chopping up vegetables with the slap chop. And then he's chopping up and he goes, "Look at my nuts!" <laughs> oh yes, I do. That guy's great. Didn't he die? I think he died. No, that was Billy Mays. This is this oh. was the second guy. Oh. I love that. I love yeah, Billy Mays. <laughs> Anyway, well, going um, from nuts to actually a very heartwarming story. <laughs> um, I really love this story, and I think this is everything wrapped up to remember to be a good person. Mm-hmm. This is it. it. Says helped by a stranger on a difficult day, she unknowingly returns the favor years later. So Judy was in uh, Wat- Watkinsville, Georgia. Watkinsville, you know I know Watkinsville, it's right um, outside of uh, Athens, Georgia, where yep. the University of Georgia is. Go yep. dogs. Her and um, her husband decided to move to Atlanta to be closer to their son because she had come down to deal with Parkinson's disease. And her disease uh, was worsening rapidly, so they hired an at-home uh, mm-hmm. deal to come help take care of her, okay? The person was coming, like, bailed out or something, whoever it was they originally hired, and it was this kind of almost like a uh, stand-in person. It was like, okay, well, they like a alternate, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this lady, uh, I can't even pronounce her name, Tune D, I think. She showed up to be the alternate, and Tundi ended up, I mean, they were there for weeks, and this woman was just amazing. You know, they, the rights were like, she, above yep. and beyond, she stayed extra when she needed to, whatever it was to help. And one day, this Tundi was telling Miss Judy that a particularly rough day, I think she was trying to console her when she was having a rough day, and she said, back in 2014, a stranger helped her out with a congestion. She ran out of gas with only $5 in her pocket, walked into the gas station, a man saw her, turned, down the, turned around, Paid for gas, gave her all the cash in his wallet, took her, did everything like that, and she was just talking about how touched she was by this person. And about that time, the son turned around and took off his hat and goes, that was me. And Tundin looked at him and said, oh my God, it was. And it was Miss Watkins' son, hmm. the years before, that had helped this lady that day and gave her all that. And obviously the family knew that this was much more than just a coincidence, yeah. you know, their faith in, in God and and um, the prayer and the love and that how um, this lady had been coming way above and beyond to help them out mm-hmm. and they were so thankful but it was it was kind of you know God came full circle comrade tells humankind wins um, let us know in the dark days and during Judy's care you know all of those things so I, I love that how they obviously raised a phenomenal son right they raised somebody on morals and ethics and do right and help others do those things and that how in some of her rough times, this alternate, you know, ends up being the best there was. And this lady was going above and beyond for them. And in no way did they know at that point. It wasn't that she was doing it because she knew the yeah. son helped, didn't know it. And yet it came full circle. I mean, I just, I don't know about you, but we need more of these stories. Yeah, and, and I think they happen more often than we're willing to give them I agree. thought and credit for. Because uh, pretty much if, you, if you're pressed, pretty much all of us have those stories in your life. Maybe not to that extreme, but... Uh, some things that you know kind of came around and 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 you look back and you know, 30 years ago something happened in your life well not in your case but in mine you know mm-hmm. something you did when you were 14 15 years old and now it comes back in your 40s and you you see the result of it that's why that's why you can never put you can never underestimate the investment you make in another person's life. You I can agree. never underestimate never. it. You might never, this side of eternity, I promise you, you might never see the physical, tangible result of what you did, but I'm telling you, you can't underestimate the power of making an investment in another person, no matter how sacrificial, how serving it is. And people always say, well, I, if I'm serving somebody, doesn't that kind of make me down low on the totem pole? God, kind of thing? No. no, absolutely not. It is absolutely 
the best thing you can do as a human being is serve another person who can't do for themselves. But I can tell you this, if you're the person that always does something expecting something in return and you wonder where's my karma coming back, it's because Mm -hmm. your intentions are not legit. Your intentions are only self-serving. You did it in order to receive a reward. That young man right there did not stop and help that lady thinking, oh, in a couple years, this lady's probably going to help my mom out, okay? That's not what he did. He did it because he thought it was the right thing to do. You know, I look back growing up, my dad was the guy that, he could never pass anybody up on the side of the road. Right. No matter how late we were to something, busy or whatever, he was the guy that always stopped to change somebody's tire, do whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And he's got tons <laughs> of these crazy stories of people he has helped, you know. And I think as a, I can't, I can't either. I, I can't, I can't do, I can't yeah. uh, pass people up either. And I, and I think that seeing that as a kid, but I know that you know, the world would change dramatically. Yeah. If everybody said, "I want to do some nice gesture a day for somebody," and when I say a nice gesture, I mean. Look, tell somebody. Yeah. They look, you know, you look sharp today. You know, yeah. you, that, that, your smile, I really like your smile. Yeah. You know, like, that is an uplifting gesture that you never know when and who can. My biggest pet peeve, too, put your shopping cart back in <laughs> the shopping thing. cart. Let me tell deal. you something. If you can pass up a sharp shopping cart and leave that in your aisle, you are a bad human being. I've, I've heard Heath say that so many times now, and I know how much of a pet peeve that is. That that doesn't even cross my mind as a temptation anymore. I, because I, I know, it. I, it's like, mm-mm, no, I'm like just going, I will walk 100 yards. If you can't walk the shopping buggy to the shopping buggy thing, what does that say about you? You know, like, just go take it. <laughs> but this you know? message really bleeds back into what you talk about with your business all the time, Heath. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you're always saying, I take care of my people. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's emotionally or business-wise or if they just have, if they just need someone to talk to, mm-hmm. right? Like, Absolutely. you're always that person yep. to go to. And that's really reflective of how he runs his business and why he's so successful. Yeah. And the thing that helps with all that is that I have a wife who is that with me as well and and lets me be because we all have to have something else that feeds and that's why i also put people around me in my life like a chad and others that i've come to know now that i'm able to i can i can tell i can unload myself and not be judged because sometimes we all just need to let it go need to let it out and you know doing the things that you want to write down to technically do like my wife and i've said this before when we leave every day we have a grateful and goals board we write what we're grateful for before we leave and we write down one goal for the day we want to achieve. And what's great about that is what it does is it starts your day on a grateful attitude. You know, there are times in my life where I got in funks that I wanted more material things. And so then my car and my home wasn't enough, you know. And then I became, I started becoming not um, very, I started becoming who I wasn't, right. I started pushing people to things that just wasn't me. And when I realized it was that I wasn't being grateful for the things that I had, that I was trying, I'm not going to be satisfied. I want more. I want more for a lot more different reasons, but I got but I got to be grateful. You, there's a difference of wanting more and not being grateful, and I think that when you start your day with a grateful attitude, you start looking for things to help others out with. Like when you start your day with a grateful um, heart, then you're looking for people to be to help uplift and yep. pick up. That makes all the difference in the world. If you're in a situation that's really negative, the best thing you can help do somebody. is go be reactive and and. Uh, or, or at least be proactive and do something positive for somebody else. And it's life. not always money. You yeah. don't have to have any money to help somebody right. and uplift them. And I can promise you, if you try this, anytime you're feeling down, go make somebody feel better, some way, shape, or form. You tell me if that doesn't make a difference. You tell me if you still um, are down. Yeah. Because it makes 
one of the largest changes in your entire life that if your habit is when I'm down, I help somebody else make feel better, mm-hmm. I'm, I promise you, you'll look back and it'll change your life drastically. Servanthood, positivity, joy, happiness, they're all communicable traits. It rubs off on other people. If you do it, it's going to rub off on somebody around you. That's why Pay It Forward works. Uh, it's not just a cliche. It actually works. If you serve somebody else, it, they, it inspires them to do the same thing. A lot of people always say I'm corny because of the corny things I do that I'll say, look at yourself and we have that. But I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. Try it. Yeah. It makes a difference. Before we walk out the door, we have to reset for a minute and reflect on what we're grateful for and what a goal we want to achieve. It sets your tone dramatically different for the day. Yeah. And the days that I forget, because I'm not perfect, that I just walk right past that board, mm-hmm. are drastically different than the days that I start out reflecting on things I'm grateful for and the things that, that I want to try to achieve that day, um, whether it's helping somebody else or not. So I, I want to challenge you that, man, if, if everybody listening to this podcast, if only 30% of them all started helping one person a day, the world would change in a I drastic way. I was laughing when you were talking about that because I was remembering Tim Wilson's old comedy comedy bit about it. He said, I ain't stopping for anybody. I don't care what you hey, what you look like or anything else. I'll, I'll blow past you and your blue hair will be waving in the wind. <laughs> 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 All right, we got to get out of here. We're coming back for the third segment of Second Shot. Hang in there with us and listen closely because we're going to tell you something important. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Chad and Heath still to come. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you would like to cut your power bill in half tomorrow, go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code WATCHCHAD. I will tell you that I have saved over 65% on my first year using energyogre.com. They do all the work for you, and they save you money at the same time so you never have to worry about it again. Again, go to energyogre.com, promo code WATCHCHAD, and save some money. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on RNCM. Boy, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. It's a hot one here in Texas, but... Uh, I feel like I want to go sit day. in Walmart and Target parking lots and wait for the people that do not put their <laughs> shopping buggies back. Did, he, did young Heath Oaks push shopping carts around for a summer? Because I did that. And no. I, I'm that way. I hate when people don't put their buggies back. I bags. just hate how people don't do it. Like, it just, you're so lazy that oh, you can't even put your shopping cart back and... And it's, I don't know, it's just, I don't know. There's it's, a lot, it's good exercise. There's little things that, yeah. like, to me are, like, like um, being punctual, right? Like, being somebody who's a punctual person for yeah. majority of time. We all have things that happen, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's habits. Like, like Chad, you're running behind today, but that's not your habit. Like, you're right. even as busy as you are, you're here, I would say, 90% of the time on time, right? Right. But we all have it. And but I travel we, a great distance to be here to abs- through no, a lot no. of traffic, so. No, no, but yeah. I'm saying that that's huge. But, and a, that's what I'm saying, yeah. So it's There's a, a difference of, if you're late one time, or you're somebody that is known that you're always late to everything, right? To me, being late is such a sign of disrespect. Can't stand it. That that it, it, it can be the first thing that throws me off on you and who you are because you're telling me I'm not worth what yeah. the time is like. Like, just leave earlier. It's a choice you make. Now, like I said, there's one times I've been late to things, okay? But I'm saying I'm not known as the person right. that's late to everything. Right. There's a difference. And if you're late to stuff... I hope this on conscience time. hits you. <laughs> on time, off time, 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 then be ahead And if you're the person that leaves your shopping buggy out, I hope this hits your conscience, yeah, too. Yeah. Just judging so hard right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not judging. I'm just saying I hope it, I hope it, I hope it hits your conscience. Yeah, you're better than me. I hope the cart hits your car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got any big pet peeves, Kristen? 
Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just give me one. Give me a big one. You can you uh, think of one you like. But, like, I can't stand it when somebody takes food and sticks it in my face and go, here, here, try this. Don't ever do that. Don't ever, <laughs> never, ever. Because I grew up with a mother going, try it. Just try it. You'll love it. No, no, I won't. I won't. I really my won't. My mom did, too. Yeah. And so never stick anything in my face and say, here, try this. Yeah, but you like trying new things. Right? Yeah, but I don't want you to stick it in my face right. and tell me to do it. You don't want me to tell That's you to try the difference. Yeah. My pet peeve is when you don't mm. put your <laughs> clothes. <laughs> oh, I, I remember this one time Heath stuck this thing in my <laughs> face and said, try it. Heath is falling Just apart, try it. You'll love it. Was that when you had Zach's nuts in your mouth? <laughs> oh, hey, hey. <laughs> Maybe low sodium. No, my pet peeve is when you don't put your clothes in the laundry bag. Basket, you put them beside the laundry mm. basket or on the floor next to the laundry basket. Yeah. Like literally, it, it's right it's there. It's the same amount of steps yeah. to throw it on the floor or throw it in the basket. Just get you a hammer and nails and just nail it to the floor. Just nail it right to There's the floor. A, it, yep. it doesn't matter. I've moved it. I, I've tried. It just drives me. You know, nail it close to the floor. You only have one roommate. I wonder who you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. well, Technically two now. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah two. Roommates. We know the baby ain't leaving nothing around. And I have yeah. a feeling that little boy will end up putting all this stuff next to the clothes basket. No. <laughs> no. So Mommy will be teaching him. <laughs> <laughs> he will know better. We got a listener email. Exactly. Uh, I, from, from Ken Hansen. He, he, he emailed la- last uh, couple yeah, of podcasts. Real back. nice guy. He said, hey, Heath and Chad, thank you for answering my email with such encouraging words and helpful advice. I believe it will be easier to express humble confidence knowing my story won't be judged as arrogance, but as proof to what I have achieved. I've never looked at it like that before. Also, the affirmation card does sound a little corny, but I respect you both enough to ask for advice, so I'll also follow it and make one. Thanks again, and I hope to someday meet you both when I get to Texas. I appreciate that, Ken, that you, you, you said that you admitted the fact that, you know, hey, I think it's corny, but you know what? I asked for it, and so I'm going to try it. Yeah. When people talk about, uh, um, I'm not giving my secrets away. I'm not going right. to help anybody, right? And, and right. then we're sitting here for free and actually paying to give people um, all of the things that we've kind of learned and put ourselves through. Yeah. I would say, look, I have no problem telling everybody every secret I do because you know what? 99.9% of them never take it. Not going to do it. <laughs> not And going that's a sad thing. Most of them won't listen anyway. There's nothing more annoying than the people that, will, that you can tell are asking for advice on something because they just want to say that they asked for advice, but they're never going to do it. Yeah. It's like, why even ask for it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate the honesty in that letter. I yeah. really do. And, and sometimes, and, and it may not work for you. Ken Hansen was the that's one that's a, moving from California to Texas, remember? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, I've done a lot of things, though, that I thought were like, this isn't going to work. And it, and it turned out it surprised me. It was in something that I made a complete habit out of, but sometimes it works. Yep. You know? And, uh here, try this. Eat this. You'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Are you a food trier? Or do you? Are you food like? Will you try any kind of food? Yeah. You will. See, I won't. I'm. I'm not. I'm not new. No. You're particular. I'm. I'm not. I would. My Why? wife. My what do you wife, got to lose? We, I'll throw up. There. I'm like the guy. <laughs> like there's stuff that gets in my head. Like sushi, things. he can't do it. Like like oh, yeah. I well, have. Heath can't do sushi. But he, have you tried it? I, he threw I have tried a fried shrimp crunch roll, which is fried shrimp. So fried, you tried, and it. I threw up everywhere. And he threw really? up. Well, at least he tried it. Yeah, but but I won't try because of that kind of instances. I don't try a lot of things. You remember? You remember the vegan biscuits and gravy? Wasn't that a thing? Yeah, no. I didn't try that. Oh hell! Well, no. I mean, you did don't you know. see what that looked like? Uh, when yeah. it looks like the stuff that comes out of my baby's rear end, I ain't putting it in my mouth. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I've tried a lot of things. So. Yeah, I mean things that like quinoa. Is there anything worse looking than quinoa? quinoa. See, I can't do that. I get things pictures in my head. But like but if I'll there's eat something, it. it doesn't taste bad. Like I cannot eat a green smoothie. 
There's something about a green drink. Your that's wife weird makes to me. some nat dude. Your wife makes some nasty looking smoothies, bro. <laughs> she can eat. She loves all of the vegetable stuff thrown uh, together, and it makes a. It, you it's know, it's super nasty. healthy and all that. And I'm sure sassafras and yeah. artichokes, and she just makes some weird stuff. It's not my thing. I'm not a trier. And I don't, if y'all want to know how I know that, I, she posted on Instagram. Follow yeah. <laughs> Jenny Oaks on uh, what is her deal? Jenny Anchando. Jenny Anchando mm-hmm. on Instagram. Ugh. But I will tell you, I'm not the one who tries food. I don't try things. Like, I will try things that don't, like, trigger my head. But I know mm-hmm. I've got some kind of mental thing with certain stuff that if I know if I look at it and I go, I, mean, I ain't trying it because there's something <laughs> in my head. Well, the problem is, so I, when I was in, you know, late teens, when I'm 19 years old and through my 20s, I was in a lot of third world countries. So I had to. Yeah. It was that or starve to death. And I, there were some times I considered starving because it was just really some <laughs> bad stuff. But, no, I ate a lot of really, really crazy food. So I don't know. And now, nowadays it's just uh, – I know what I like, but I'm always willing to look at new things. I but I'm rarely surprised. Like there's, there's, there's probably no food in America that that's gonna I'm gonna eat and go, oh, dude, I, where's this been for 44 years? I got to make this a constant <laughs> staple in my life. If I haven't tried it, you know, it's just probably not gonna you, be something I make a regular. You habit. see the Seattle Mariners, their whole big new food at their ballpark. No, their delicacy crickets. Whoa. See, that's why, dude, I got a show coming up in Everett, Washington on August 25th. Go buy the Seattle Mariners, I'm going to go buy and I'm going to eat some crickets. I've eaten that stuff. I've eaten grasshoppers, actually. They got like these, yeah. it's a delicacy of crickets that you walk around eating the cricket like they just roast it and it's just like. I've, d- yeah. I've done, I've done not crickets have, before. A couple, couple radio shows. That's the sound of the crickets yeah. in the cup right there. <laughs> There's a lot of things I'll do, but that's one thing that ain't never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Cricket will not be going in my mouth. Well, all right. You want people to find you or not? Well, if they got crickets, no. <laughs> but look me up at Heath Oaks or Ignorance on Fire and send us some questions or anything or comments, anything, secondshotcast at gmail.com, and we love you. Yep, and uh, find me at watchchat.com. Pray for me. Pray for me. i got to put up with Heath and Zach and Kristen <laughs> and home. Leave us a review. <laughs> Tell your friends. Yeah. All right. Hey, it's been fun. I'm going to go back to eating chocolate. All right, we're out of here. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Second Shot. Tell your friends we love you all. God bless and take care of yourselves. Destination for premium talk radio.